Today's scripture reading is from the 10th chapter of Mark. You remember this is the second of our three-sermon kind of mini-series based on the 10th chapter of Mark's gospel. Last week, last week we considered the dilemma of the man who would rather hold on to his many possessions than to accept Jesus' invitation to come and follow. Next week we'll read about Bartimaeus, a beggar who was blind. But today's passage involves disciples James and John. Listen now for the word of God in the 10th chapter of Mark. We'll start at verse 35. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to Jesus and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What is it? You want me to do for you. And they said, grant us to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. But Jesus said to them, you do not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drank or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They replied, we are able. Then Jesus said to them, the cup that I drink you will drink. And with the baptism with which I'm baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant. But it is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they began to be angry with James and John. So Jesus called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as rulers lord it over them. And their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you, but whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. <clears throat> Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. <clears throat> Amen. Shotgun. Unless you were the only child at your house, you know what that meant. And it had nothing to do with hunting weapons. You'd be the first to call out, shotgun, and you have staked a claim on the best seat in the car you could claim, at least before you could drive. Why that shorthand? Well, you know, in the old westerns, the driver of the stagecoach always sat up on top and left of the carriage and did the reins and guided the horses and to his right sat the man it was always a man those days a man who was on the lookout for robbers and other ne'er-do-wells carrying of course a shotgun and that was exactly what James and John were trying to do in our reading from Mark's gospel claim special seats of honor they were sure they had latched on to a winner, a future leader, someone who would be famous and powerful, and they wanted to claim a special share of the victory. Now, did you catch the audacious way 
James and John, you know, the Zebedee brothers, they asked their question. They said, teacher, I want you to do whatever we ask of you. In other words, how about you sign this blank check? <laughs> okay? When I was working for North Carolina Services for the Blind Division, I, I needed to, something for a presentation I would do, so I called the one person I thought might have it. And I said, Sally, I need a favor. And she said something nobody's ever said to me before or since. Whatever you ask, that I will do. <laughs> well, I recovered from the shock. I said, I really wish I was just wasn't just asking for a training video. It was called What to Do with a Meet When You Meet a Blind Man. They've updated blind person now. Well, can you imagine saying to anyone, I want you to do whatever I ask you to do? Kind of no questions asked, right? But then consider what they asked for. They asked to sit at your right hand, at your left, in your glory. They wanted to share the glory, the power, the fame, maybe even a little riches along the way. Who knows? James and John had a picture in mind that, of what Jesus' coming kingdom was going to look like, and they wanted a piece of the action. It wasn't just James and John who wanted a special place. You remember when the ten heard of this, they got to be angry, getting angry with James and John. Well, don't you just get the idea? The other ten disciples, they were mad because James and John had thought to ask first. I'm it, calls you right now. I was going to say it. Part of the problem of asking for seats of honor is that it was so disruptive to that community of disciples. There's a pastor friend of mine who said, told me of a little sign she had seen that she really liked. She said, it said, God loves all his children, but I'm his favorite. <laughs> One of the fellows in the Sunday school class that I taught for more than 25 years told me that when his mother died, the youngest of the four brothers confessed that he had always felt a little guilty. A little guilty because his mother had told him that he was her favorite. And he was just stunned by the reaction because they all just started laughing and laughing and laughing. And then they finally stopped laughing. They explained to him, you see, their mother had told each and every one of them, you're my favorite. <laughs> Don't tell the others. <laughs> that was a smart mama. Well, even in discipleship, there's competitiveness. There's a desire to be recognized. There's a desire to be special, to be prominent, to have a privileged share of the glory. We don't want to keep up with the Joneses. We want to be the Joneses. <laughs> But Jesus said to him, you don't know what you're asking. Well, he also could have said, you don't know why you're asking. Like the child who yelled, shotgun, James and John, were, they were trying to lay claim to special seats. You know, they didn't really realize that there were going to be somebody on Jesus' right and somebody on his left, and they would both be thieves being crucified. Well, both James and John and the rest of the disciples, they perceived a shortage, special spots, places of honor in the coming kingdom. They had the same kind of panic that hits North Carolina grocery stores when the weather forecast includes that four-letter word, S-N-O-W. 
when they've said snow on the weather forecast, even if they said it's probably not going to snow, if you get the store just a little late, you might find empty spots where you were looking for milk or bread or other necessities. <laughs> well, thinking that God could run out of opportunities for glories, that was just one of their mistakes. The other mistake they made is what they perceived to be glory. They perceived glory in the kingdom of God to be enthroned near Jesus. Maybe it's a gold throne, I don't know. To be seen as special, be powerful, perhaps even to be rich. But Jesus told them different. He told them that, you know, in the world we live in here, those we recognize as rulers tend to lord it over people, and the great ones are tyrants over them. And if you don't believe it, read the news about many, many countries, and sometimes even ours. That was not the kind of kingdom Jesus had come to proclaim. He said that tyranny and lording it over is not so among you, but whoever wishes to become great must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first must be slave of all. For the Son of Man, that is Jesus, came not to be served, but to serve. This stole that, that pastors wear, it's all fancied up, man. They're kind of expensive, actually. But originally it was designed to be a symbol of of the towel Jesus wore when he washed the disciples' feet, a sign of servanthood. You see, discipleship is not about special privilege, but about special service. Discipleship is not about pride, but about humility. So what about you? Are you calling shotgun? trying to lay claim to a special seat of honor, or have you heard the call of Jesus Christ? Come and follow me. Are you ready not to be served, but to serve? Thanks be to God. Life is short, and we do not have much time to gladden the hearts of those who travel this journey with us. So be swift to love. Make haste to be kind and go in peace to love and serve the Lord.